0: Eat Drink DFW from the Dallas Morning News is made possible by Central Market.
1: Hey, North Texas food fans, welcome to Eat Drink DFW from the Dallas Morning News. Each week, we dish on the local restaurant scene, food and drink trends, cooking and shopping tips, and unpack everything that makes North Texas one of the most vibrant, diverse, and ambitious food scenes in the country. I'm your host, food editor, Erin Bookie, and this week is pretty newsy. From the latest trendy cocktail called spaghetti to famed fried chicken joint Bojangles coming to Texas. Then we dive into some science stuff as the U.S. approves the first lab-grown meat for sale at restaurants. Is this the future of food? And how do farmers and vegans feel about this? It all gets started right after this.
0: Central Market is really into food. Like fish flown in so fresh it still has jet lag into food. Our sourdough starter has been around since grunge was a thing into food. We're talking more prime cuts than a greatest hits album into food central market is really into food if you are too then we're the hq for you whether you're a make every recipe in the cookbook foodie or a my favorite recipe is reheat type who just digs the delectable no place makes every day more delicious like central market really into food shop now at centralmarket.com
1: Welcome back, everyone. Be sure to go to DallasNews.com slash food for information on our show and lots of food and drink stories. And you can always share your thoughts with us at EatDrink at DallasNews.com. Also, if you're a fan of the Eat Drink DFW podcast, please do us a huge favor and leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Follow us as well so you'll always know about new episodes. Later on, we'll be talking about the first lab-grown meat approved for sale. But first, we're talking fried chicken and summer cocktails with writers Sarah Blaskovich and Imelda Garcia. Claire Baller is off this week. Sarah, some big news this week is that Bojangles Fried Chicken and Biscuits is coming to town. Can you tell us about this? I think it's a big deal, right?
2: It is a big deal. And Julie, I see you grinning. You are from North Carolina and you know Bojangles, right? I
3: know Bojangles. I love Bojangles. Do they have dirty rice? They They have dirty rice. They sure do. And
2: they talked to us yesterday about how they make the dirty rice. Yes. So Bojangles is a fried chicken place you can get your fried chicken on a bun or on a biscuit. But I took a North Carolinian with me, Ari Sen, who is one of our investigative reporters. We went to Bojangles together, him as my expert and me as the food journalist, and we ate together. And he felt as though this Bojangles in Texas really reminded him of home. And he says the ideal order is the fried chicken on a biscuit, and he gets those seasoned fries. And uh, he doesn't dip that stuff in anything. He thinks it's perfect the way it is. Oh, wow. Chef tells me that the iced tea and the honey mustard are also two major things that have made this brand.
1: And tell us about the bowberry. I keep seeing bowberry things. What is that?
2: So glad you brought it up. It's, it's not cereal.
1: It's not booberry
2: No, it's not. Um, the bowberry biscuit is a blueberry flavored biscuit. Reminds me of the blueberry muffin Jiffy mix that my mom used to make, yeah. but in a biscuit shape. And then it has just a little bit of icing on top. And I watched Ari eat this because I'm like, are we having like a Deep a moment. South moment? Like the happiness on his face. It made me <laughs> so happy. The biscuit came out super hot. It has that nice sugary sweet icing on the top, but not too much of it. He said it's perfect. It reminds me a little bit of how much Louisianans love Popeye's Mm -hmm. or maybe how much Texans love Whataburger.
3: Where is it? And please let it be close to me. Uh,
2: So some bad news, Julie, but stick with me. (sighs) Okay. The first ones in ULIS opens June 27th. But others are coming in Frisco, Lancaster, and Little Elm. Still not in Julie's neighborhood. <laughs> no, yeah, but I do think more Bojangles will open in Texas for sure. But in North Texas, also, they seem really interested in infiltrating the Lone Star State. Tell me something: This blueberry biscuit—it's with chicken too? Oh, great question. No, although okay, <laughs> that's just brilliant. a second. No, it just does come as a biscuit. Nothing in the middle, but. I'm interested now, Imelda, in putting a piece of fried chicken in the middle.
1: I feel like we should do blueberry biscuit, fried chicken, Mike's hot honey and hot Cheetos on top. I think that sounds great. Put some brisket on it god
3: <laughs> there it is at state fair of texas it's coming if it this is sounds coming, awful email us <laughs> at eat
2: drink at dallasnews.com
1: i also love in your story sarah that you said they had cheer wine there was a quote from one of the guys in there it's like texans probably don't even know what that is and i'm like i literally did not until julie brought it up on a recent podcast
3: oh my gosh are they gonna have cheer wine the- well they will not have
2: cheer wine in texas Ooh. the idea was most texans don't know to miss it but north carolinians like you that's part of your Bojangles meal.
3: What is that? It's pretty much just a poor man's Dr. Pepper. It's kind of like a watered-down Mr. Pib. Speaking of poor man's drinks,
1: this is a trend, I think, because I've been seeing this cocktail on the Instagrams and mm. the other social media things. And it's called spaghetti. It's basically a Miller High Life. And you drink a little bit of it. Of course you do. And then you put apérol in it. What in the bottle? In the neck of the Miller. <laughs> and High then Life. you squeeze lemon juice in there. And it's like the poor man's apérol spritz. The fact that it's called not
3: just spaghetti but spaghetti. <laughs> okay. Do you guys know this reference? No. There is a TV show called Tim and Eric's Awesome Show, Great Job, and it's <laughs> these two comedians. There's a whole sketch called spaghetti, And they are yelling it. You know this, Erin? No, I just am assuming that it's yelled. But I, then, so how do we get from
2: yelling almost the full word of spaghetti minus the I to this cocktail called that?
1: So it was actually invented at a brewery in Baltimore. So I guess the owners were big fans of this show.
2: Tim and Blim's no, awesome, great day.
3: <laughs> Tim and Eric's <laughs> awesome show, great job. <laughs> That's what we should call our show, Tim and Blim. I've, I will tweet out the sketch if I can find find it just okay. so every because you'll be like is this funny it's so weird
2: do we know why this drink is called like that i is like, <laughs> the like get back to yeah, what I we're know. supposed yeah. to be on I, yeah. I
1: don't think so and i don't even know why miller highlife specifically like i don't think i've ever had oh, a it miller. has to be with miller i think so yes it oh, okay. is a miller highlife and you open it you drink a little bit out of it to make some room and then you put the aperol in it and it becomes kind of like a cool orangey color yeah well i mean miller highlife is a champagne of
2: beers oh okay <laughs> i mean i don't know Julie, you're probably with me. I would completely try
3: this. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm so on board with this. It yeah. sounds like refreshing. Honestly, I don't hate a Miller High Life. Yeah. I'm down for a cheap beer. Yeah. So this sounds fun to me. Yeah. And then you
1: yell, spaghetti! Spaghetti I think it might actually be better than this other drink, which is called the Hobo Negroni. <laughs> <laughs> And it's kind of the same, but it's a simplified Negroni cocktail made with beer. It could be Miller High Life or whatever, and Campari. So it's along the same lines. Okay. And so then I went down this like um, the hack, so the, the, the hobo drink um, wormhole. And um, <laughs> there is also something called a hillbilly margarita okay. with tequila and Mountain Dew. Oh what? yes, well, I drink That's
2: that. a sacrilege. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, wow. I do get why yeah. you need a little bit of sugar from the triple sec or something like it. Uh-huh. And then you need like this lemon lime thing. Yeah, I get where it's headed. But yeah. Imelda, you say no. Mm, I don't know. I like the classic Macarita. Yeah.
1: I mean, they say hillbilly, et cetera, but it's really like the lazy person's drink.
3: I would drink it. I'm sorry. It sounds like really fun and refreshing to me.
1: Yeah, it does sound. And I like kind of the fizzy aspect. Yeah. Or how does Imelda say fizzy? Oh. Yes. Oh, yes I love it I love it so much <laughs> so I was sexy. trying to practice it this week and I'm like I can't do it
3: No, you will, you will. can we revisit Campari again though because my husband and I have been having a lot of discussions about the big rise in Negronis right now yeah. mm-hmm. his big question is does anyone really like Campari or is everyone just drinking it to be cool right now because anytime I try that cocktail I don't like it too bitter for you too bitter too is it licorice I think so and is I really wish
1: Claire was here right now because that is her drink she loves to drink and a grody. Than a gross. Really? It's her like number one.
3: Gross. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay. She we, does have a refined palate. Perhaps more refined <laughs> than you, Julie, which
1: is not a knock. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it's, it's probably a fact. So <laughs> if you've tried the spaghetti or have another favorite summer Hold on, you gotta yell it. Hack. Oh, okay, sorry. No, if you- you've tried the spaghetti, yes. Let's <laughs> just sound angry. Or have another favorite summer cocktail or hack, please tell us at eatdrink@dallasnews.com. at dallasnews.com. Coming up next, we'll talk about what's known as cultured meat. Cultured meat. Yes. After
2: we do some uncultured cocktails. Yes. (laughs)
1: That's right after this.
0: Central Market is really into food. Like when we say cheese, it's in 12 languages into food. Butchers, bakers, and sushi roll makers into food. We're talking so obsessive about quality, you can shop blindfolded into food. Central Market is really into food. If you are, too, then let us turn your shopping list into a treasure map. Get inspired, get adventurous, or just get a chef-made dinner when you've got more taste buds than time. No place makes every meal more amazing like Central Market. Really into food. Shop now at centralmarket.com.
1: Welcome back, everyone. We're going to get into some geeky food science today because U.S. regulators recently approved the sale of chicken made from animal cells. hmm which is, I know, yum, which is being called cell-cultivated or cultured meat. This approval will actually allow two Californian companies, one is called Upside Foods and the other is called Good Meat. They will eventually come to grocery stores, but right now they are going to be sold at restaurants. One is Jose Andres Restaurant in Washington, D.C., so that's where people will be able to try it first. The whole idea of this lab-grown meat is an environmental one. It technically eliminates harm to animals. They call it slaughter-free meat. And it reduces the environmental impacts of traditional meat production. Cultivated meat is grown in steel tanks using cells that come from a living animal, Hmm. a fertilized egg or bank of stored cells. So it's basically like in vitro meat. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Which sounds delicious. And in this one company, it comes out in large sheets that are then formed into shapes like chicken cutlets and sausages. This is I'm reading this from the Associated Press. Oh, my gosh. Sheets. Yes. Sheet meat.
2: Oh, no. (laughs) We need an entry in the AP Style book about how to refer to this meat because cultured meat to me means this meat thinks it's better than you.
1: Yes. Well, and to me. Sheet meat (laughs) says a whole different thing. I just love it. The cost is actually very high right now, so I don't know when it will expand. There are no local restaurants carrying this that we know of. Like It's really just exclusive to like the Jose Andres restaurant in D.C. and a restaurant in San Francisco called Bar Creme. What do you guys think of this? I think it's the future. I mean, not right now, but maybe in some decades I'm going to be eating that. Yeah. Maybe the restaurants will have to disclose that this is lab meat. It's such a jump from the whole farm to table movement where restaurants are like, oh, this chicken was grown on this farm two miles from here and lovingly cared for to, oh, this was grown in a steel tank.
2: I have many family members who are totally icked out by chicken. I have some family members who used to have chickens. And so they like knew what it was like when grandma would go out back and like slaughter the chicken. Mm -hmm. But I think that lab grown chicken would be, great for somebody who just can't handle the visual of how they know that chicken got to their plate. But it's a it's a leap for me. hmm. I do agree with Imelda that it's the future. And I think we will all and our children, too, will eat this and maybe even listen back to this in 40 years and think how ridiculous it is that we're kind of waked out by it. Uh-huh, right. Like, I remember I think Katie Kirk said, what is Internet? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, like, they talked about it. So, like, I don't want to be those people about this topic. But I, I am not there yet to feel comfortable with this. But my thought on everything is I will try anything, not even once, but probably twice or more. Yeah. So like, I will give it a, I'm really curious if you blindfold us, if it tastes exactly like chicken. Yeah. Can you tell the difference texturally?
1: We'll have to get our hands on some of it and try it. What about you? Would you eat it? Yeah, I would try it. I mean, I'm very concerned about the environment and I know how the meat industry is bad for the environment. I'm definitely open to this idea, but I am also, like I've said before, one of the crunchier, earthier members of the group. And I like my food to be of the earth. The lab-grown meat, I mean, the good things about it is you're not going to have the really bad bacteria and the risk of food poisoning and things like that. But I don't think you have the good stuff either. But if they're growing it in a lab, couldn't they put that in? They could. It's kind of along Hmm. the same lines as um, hydroponic gardening. Greens that are grown in water don't have the nutrients of the soil, but hydroponic gardeners add those nutrients to the water so that the
3: nutrients come up through the greens. So I think that is possible. So here's a question for you guys. If we can cultivate meat from cells, then we could make meat out of pretty much anything. Like we could eat whales maybe we could eat dinosaurs oh my gosh if they cultivated human meat oh. <laughs> would you eat it julie wow <laughs> this took a turn <laughs> well we're starting with it's chicken. an ethical yeah it's, it's
2: all right so i said i would try anything twice but i don't i don't want to eat people <laughs> i just listened to so many murder podcasts some cannibals i can't do that that takes me to a spot I'm not comfortable. Cannibalism,
3: no. It's a no. It's <laughs> That's, a hard, hard that's no. a hard no. Okay.
2: But yeah. dinosaurs, maybe. I would eat a dinosaur. Yeah. Here's the thing about T-Rex. I feel strongly that it would be way too tough like buffalo. Uh-huh. I don't I think agree. we're going to like T-Rex.
1: Yeah, I agree.
2: But like the cute ones, the plumper ones, the ones that are purple? Or is this just in the cartoons?
3: <laughs> well, <laughs> but they are too cute. And here's another yeah, angle. Maybe. we know what color yeah. they were. I. We don't know what color they were. They didn't have iPhones back then. Gosh no. darn it. Well, maybe we could start eating the really cute animals. Like if we're oh, cultivating the meat in a lab, like hamster. If I had- Panda what, bear? What would panda taste like? What D- bamboo? It would taste
2: like happy. <laughs> <laughs> happy
3: bamboo. <laughs> what would hamster taste like? Like a whole hamster steak. This opens up a world of possibilities. Like a whole just, hamster steak though is the whole hamster. <laughs> not if you do it in a lab. Yeah, that's <laughs> huge. It could be, because it could it be a whole sheets, hamster remember. sheet. Yeah. Yeah. Sheets meat. <laughs> wow. Holy sheet.
1: Oh my
2: gosh. Julie, you've taken us a place I didn't want to go. <laughs>
1: yeah. It is controversial and it brings up those ethical questions because a lot of people are like, well, is this vegan since an animal was not slaughtered for this? Is it? Some people are like, absolutely not. Some people are like, Yes. I did some more Googling in the vegan community and PETA actually supports this. As long as animals are not being slaughtered, they're good with it. Okay. And they actually like put money into this research, like for the last 10 years or so. But people who, I mean, a lot of vegans are vegans because they don't like the flesh, it repulses them. Right. And so a lot of them are like, absolutely not. That still comes from an animal.
3: And one other ethical question, it's just like electric cars. Electric cars came on the scene and we're like, great, now we have electric cars. But then there was a big pushback from the automotive industry. What are Texans who raise cattle going to say? This is an entire industry that could potentially go away because of sheep meat. So what kind of pushback would there be? Because part of me is like- Huge pushback. A huge pushback. Yeah,
2: especially in a state like ours, Julie. It's a great point.
3: And think about- if they are able to create a lab steak, how amazing would that steak be? The taste and texture qualities that you could incorporate into your sheet meat. It could be the most perfect Wagyu steak. Exactly. But very interesting. A ton of people going out of business because of that.
1: And that's the thing with any kind of progress or disruption. There are good things about it, but also there are entire industries and livelihoods tied to the old ways. This is something we're
2: going to be talking about for years. Yeah.
1: So we really, really want to know what our listeners think about this. So please email us at eatdrink@dallasnews.com at and tell us your thoughts. We may even call you and get you on a future podcast because we want to talk about this a lot more.
3: And would you eat dinosaurs or people? <laughs> oh
1: my God. Those are the two questions we're
2: going to ask strangers <laughs> at the next happy hour. Oh yeah. This yeah. has gotten weird. Yeah.
1: And that's all the time we have for Eat Drink DFW this week. Thank you all for joining and I hope we've made you hungry for more. We also want to hear from you. So share your food thoughts, favorite restaurants or tasty recipes with us at eatdrink@dallasnews.com. The show is produced by Julie Fisk. To stay up to date on every episode of this show and hear more from our newsroom, just follow the Dallas Morning News wherever you get your podcasts. And if you like what you hear, please rate the show and give us a good review. Find links to everything we do at dallasnews.com slash listen. you also find a special membership offer there just for listeners. For the news, I'm Aaron Bookie. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next
0: week. Eat, Drink, DFW from the Dallas Morning News is made possible by Central Market.